You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Adam. Oof, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> we'll get through it though. Somehow. Somehow, some way, someday. Some way. Somewhere? A man, a plan. Two a brothers. <laughs> Panama, right? Palindrome. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, look at that. The fan of They Might Be Giants is referencing a They Might Be Giants song. That's right. <laughs> yeah, look at that. See? You got to be cool like me and talk about Boards of Canada at least once every episode, right? Oh, there's bingo. <laughs> Ding! Check it off. <laughs> well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. He's Adam. I'm John. Sup? And we are your two most half-caffeinated. Caffeinated? Half- I guess we're half-caffeinated because we've only drinking half of our coffee. Yeah, we got um some of this... Blue, Bella Donovan from Blue Bottle Coffee today. Courtesy of our good buddy John. Yeah. Let's who give uh, a, recorded with us on our one year anniversary episode. Let's give the beans a little sniff here. Oh, yes. Mm, very chocolatey, kind of full body, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And it tastes better than it smells. <sighs> mm, good, good stuff. Now, these guys are out of New York, right? Yes. Yes. That is right. They're out of Brooklyn, New York. Highly recommend checking them out for those of our fans who live up north. Stay uh, stay warm, too, by the way. Uh, based on all the Snapchats that I get from our friend John, it seems like it's still pretty freezing. Yes, snowstorms abound. And... Oof. But oh, boy. Snowstorms just means hot coffee. Yes, it does. Perfect excuse for some good old hot coffee. So your coasts, your hosts... We're co-hosts. See, this is how you know the caffeine hasn't hit yet. Coast to host. Yes. Your hosts are getting caffeinated. We're getting warmed up. We're about to review for today the latest album from Solange called When I Get Home. And I'm very, very excited to talk to you about this album, Adam. Yeah. Very excited. This will be a good episode, I think, here. Not not that the other episodes aren't good, mind you. But, you know... we. We just got a really good album to discuss this week. So before I get into that, I have some bad news, buddy. So I stopped over. Oh, this could at... go a lot of different ways. <laughs> well, I stopped over at Park Ave CDs this recent weekend. That which sounds is like good news. One of our going. favorite vinyl places to go to. It's located in Winter Park right here in Florida. Great place. Great staff. Really love going there. We'll be there for Record Store Day later on this year. Very excited about that. One of our good friends there, her name is Shelly. She's going to be leaving. What? Yes, she's going to be leaving in a month, and we're going to need to stop by oh, and say hello snap. to her I one no more idea. time. Where, where's she off to? She's going off to, you know, just kind of spend some time, go off to Amsterdam for the summer. So I think, you know, she was saying that she had been doing, you know, what she has been doing at Park Ave for a while and just kind of needed a change up. And she will be greatly missed Dang. by yours truly. Wait, what a that's sad. Yeah, right. Well, let's let's pour one out for Shelly then. 
Well, I don't think we should pour down on your carpet. I don't want to ruin no, your not carpet. Prefer- I mean, pour down like in our mouths. Uh, oh, okay, okay. All right, yes, yes. Uh, you know what? Let me do that. There you go. There we go. So, great story about Shelly. The first time we did meet her at Park Ave, John and I were record shopping, and John, of course, with, you know, besides Boards of Canada, John loves Spoon, and... He was enthusiastically telling Shelly about Spoon, and she said something along the lines of, oh, hey, have you ordered their new album, Hot Thoughts? And John was like, yes, we actually pre-ordered it already. And she was like, oh, well, if you pre-ordered it here, you would have gotten to do a meet and greet with them when they came to come down here to House of Blues. And she's like, I'll just toss you guys on the list. Greatest night of my life. Yeah. Wait. Got got to be careful how I say that. <laughs> One of the greatest nights. One of the life. there you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was that was a really really cool night. We got to do a meet and greet with them. We got a signed poster from them. Yeah, and got to hear them sound check, which is really cool. Yep. And John, of course, uh, was it Brett Daniel comes out and he's like, "All right, what song you guys want to hear?" And John just yells, "I summon you." And he's like, oh, we're not doing that one on the tour, but you can come up and see all the songs we are going to do. And wouldn't you know, at the end of the night, first encore comes on, Britt brings out his guitar. <laughs> it's like he was staring into your soul. He, he did it because I mentioned it. Let, let's see Ed Sheeran do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still... That hey, whole Ed, moment play that terrible surreal. one. Oh, which one? I got plenty. <laughs> Oh, he's uh, uh, he's so bad in that trailer for that new movie. He's so, so hey, bad. what if instead you called it "Hey, dude"? That "Hey, dude." Now, where's your ranch? <laughs> There's so many questions I have about that movie. Yeah, I think my biggest question is: is how quickly can it leave theaters when it comes out? <laughs> I mean, so Coldplay obviously exists in this realm, but I feel like the beatles inspired coldplay so how would coldplay write their songs if they didn't have inspiration from the beatles like the beatles transformed music in, in regards to pop music and just it's what you could do with it so like how did these other band like does every other band exist in this universe does oasis exist right does blur exist i need to know but that's really about all i want to know like that movie. in the justice movie justice league movie in the the universe where the Beatles didn't exist, what song did they use instead of uh, Gary Clark's Junior's "Come Together"? Mm. These are we're asking the tough questions here in G for D. Yes, mm. probably an Aerosmith song. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like "Dream On." Dream on. Dream on. <laughs> yeah, that's. I I have so many questions about that film. And one of the biggest questions is, why does this even exist? Because it just sounds like just a really bad concept that just further is milking off the name of the Beatles. There's, there's, that's your answer, my friend. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I just answered it. Yep. I wish it didn't exist. But hey, thankfully, dude. there are things that I'm glad that do exist. Like new music that you and I get to cover. Yay. And this week... We are covering, as I stated before, the latest album from Solange, a.k.a. Solange Knowles. And her latest Mm. album just dropped this past Friday called When I Get Home. Now, for those of you who do not know, she is an R&B soul singer-songwriter. She also is a producer as well. 
She debuted with her album Solo Star in 2002. And her previous album prior to this new one came out in 2016 called A Seat at the Table and was regarded as one of the best of the year and was her first number one album in the U.S. Now with this latest album, which is album number four, she's really kind of gaining that momentum that she had from her previous album all over again. In fact, leading up to this album, she was announced to be on a couple of different tours such as Primavera Sound and Coachella. She'll also be playing some shows soon in Europe as well. So there was a lot of hype that was building up for this album. And to kind of give a quick little background on this album, it's an exploration of her hometown of Houston. So Texas plays a huge part of this album. It pays tribute to the hip-hop scene, and it's also got a mix of hip-hop, jazz, and R&B. It's a really ambitious album, and one that has a lot, a lot, a lot, lot of hype behind it, especially since her last album was really kind of a revelation from her and really brought her up into the forefront of the indie scene. Like Pitchfork and all those different publications loved A Seat at the Table. And I think that they are going to love this album as well. So Adam, I know how I feel about it. Do you think that this album meets the hype? Hmm. I can say right off the bat, I know you love this album. And there's certain aspects of it. When I heard it, I said, all right, John is definitely going to like this album. It is extremely ambient. It's mm-hmm. The first time I did listen to it, I, I put the speakers on really loud, got the blast going, you know, felt it. I thought it was just very ambient. Like, it's good background noise. I felt it could have been, it was like a little scattered here and there but she's working with a lot of really cool people on this album i know she worked with panda bear on one of the songs uh, tyler the creator um, earl sweatshirt who we talked about so i really appreciate the collaboration of everything together i felt it worked as an ambient album more than it did like a album album that makes sense mm-hmm. well i was not expecting you to say that because not only do i like this album not only do I think it reaches the hype, it exceeds it. This is an album that I've really quite enjoyed and is probably honestly one of my favorite albums so far this year. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Mm. And I will explain why. Because this is a mix of, you talked about ambient, and that's a key word right there. There's definitely a lot of very tranquil moments on here. And that was done on purpose. She talked about, purposely making this album tranquil but as well as having some kind of like bangers mixed in there as well so one point you could be kind of relaxing getting lost off in another world and the next you could be nodding your head or kind of groove into a really good steady hip-hop beat there's so many different influences that are incorporated into this everything from cosmic jazz to electronic And we talked about R&B and rap already. But I think the thing that I most appreciate about this is the constant theme of there's no one definitive genre almost in here. Because she states at one point on this album, actually, on one of the um, transitions, which are really seamless, by the way. It's one of the most impressive elements of this album, in my opinion. She says, I can't be a singular expression of myself. And that, for me, kind of 
is what makes this album work is that I'm going to do all these different things because this is who I am and I'm going to pay tribute to whatever I want in kind of this almost fantasy and surreal kind of depiction of what I remember Houston to be. Mm. Interesting. So, so what didn't work about it for you? I don't know. It just, it, not that it didn't work for me. It just all like blended together Mm -hmm. in like this ambient weird, like I felt like I was listening, you know, even like boards of Canada kind of stuff. I felt like it just all blended together and not that it didn't work. I think the production value is great. I feel like it should have highlighted more of her vocal range though. At certain mm-hmm. points, I feel like, you know, something that, like, especially on her last album, she was in some pretty, like, you know, good melodies and notes and stuff here. It, it's very experimental. It, it's interesting, too, just because I think she's trying to, you know, separate herself from her her sister. Ah, and there she is. There it is. Who, um, for those of you who don't know, um, someone named Beyonce. And I feel like, <laughs> not that she made this album as, like, okay, I want to really distance myself from that, but kind of bring like a different aspect. But it's a really cool like R&B element ambient style. So I just think like there was no one track that kind of stuck out to me because it all just kind of faded in together. And like it was a, like you said, those interludes provide like this really seamless transition. So you definitely get like lost in it. But I feel like if you asked me like what song would be like, the single on the radio it would be hard to pinpoint it just because the songs kind of go in weird different directions not that that's bad or anything but it's just kind of like i not that i wanted something more it just everything blended together for me so a big inspiration for this album was cosmic jazz from say sun Ra and then also stevie wonders the secret life of plants mm. um and actually i think i might have that title a little bit different little off that's probably not the exact name of it but you get the idea these kind of these kind of forms of music are really known for their repetition and really known for like building upon different elements i think she really sets the tone for what you're in for right from the very first track honestly um because on that first track it's only like a minute long but it's called things i imagined and it's literally just her saying that things like again that. and again and again. Yeah, there's a couple other songs on that, on the album as well, that kind of do the same thing. But each time she sings it, it's a little bit different. She might sing a little bit higher, a little bit lower, a little like kind of scratchy, a little bit soft. And it just kind of goes to show that like there's a hypnotic element to this album that she's trying to create. It's definitely very old school. Like those kind of albums that she is influenced by on this, those are not big albums. Those are not well-known albums like outside of, you know, your mainstream audience, I would argue. Mm-hmm. So I think that like this is her really, really digging deep. Like this is the equivalent of crate diving or crate digging at a vinyl store. You find this really random great vinyl and you're like pleasantly surprised by just how much you love it. And the vibe behind it is just something so unique and different. And I will agree with the sentiment that you do need to listen to this front to back. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, like I was saying earlier, everything kind of transitions all together. So definitely listening to it front to back really 
connects it all together. And I think as a whole album, that's where it really shines. And you know what? The guests on this album are really integrated very seamlessly as well. So if Solange is kind of controlling the train of thought of this album, all the guest artists kind of jump in at certain points. Like she's already kind of doing her thing and then she kind of, and then those artists kind of glide right in like on on her train of thought almost. Like there's no stopping, there's no equivalent of something like sicko mode where it's like going to change up the beat and then oh look here's drake yeah it's kind of like this like seamless that. transition when the guest stars do kind of come in or like, provide just you know sounds and their kind of elements of styles in it a great example of this is uh sam Sampha, who appears on the track almeida um this is a very very pro black album too as well and it addresses the frustrations of being black in, in today's world um it's very, very much a like, you know, this is who we are and this is what we're dealing with, you know, and it doesn't seem like it's really ever getting any better. You know, there's very much a, like I said, a pro-black message all the way throughout this whole thing. And I really like the universe of Houston that she creates on this album too as well. It really, it, it's obvious that she's playing it up differently and due to that first song, like it's all supposed to be kind of like imaginary and yeah, kind of it, done it set, up. It sets the mood for what you're about to jump into and dive into. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's a, a unique world that she's creating. It's like a dream pop ambient jazz album. Yeah. With, with references to things like DJ screw on there too, as well. It, it's a very, very unique album listening experience. I will definitely agree with that. And I could definitely see someone who maybe is a huge fan of the seat at the table, not being as much of a fan of this, but I think this is the album that she's put out. That's going to age well over time. And I definitely think works really well as a nighttime album. Yeah. And I think we can probably jump into our final thoughts here. Um, Before we do that, sir. Oh, uh, let's, let's give a friendly reminder for those who are listening in. So our rating system is a bit different from everybody else's rating system. So instead of giving you five stars or, you know, you know, number rating, we like to do our following rating system. So reading from bottom to top. First up, we have Trash It. Now, Trash It, don't even bother with this album. Yeah. Then we've got Leave It. Leave It. Which means maybe check out a song or two, but other than that, not really worth your time. And then we have Stream It, which is definitely give it a listen on your favorite streaming device or just in general YouTube, wherever you find all your musical content. Then we have Download It, which is put a little money behind this, get an MP3 copy. It's really good. It's worth having a MP3 copy of. And then we have Own, Own it, it, which is put some money down, get a physical copy. It's definitely worth it. And then our top rating, which is gotta have it, which is stop what you're doing and go buy it this album now and you know what i am going with our top rating on this one. Oh wow i really really loved the heck out of this album hmm. i almost said a different word but this is a family <laughs> show gotta be good gotta <laughs> stick with that yeah i there's something hypnotic about this album there's something that just kept on bringing me back to it and while i recognize what you don't like about it or maybe what you think isn't as strong about the album in the same way that i do 
But for me, this just works. This is a highly experimental album that takes a lot of risks. And anytime an album that's put out by an artist as prolific as someone like her, where they decide to be repetitive, that might be kind of like a warning sign to some people. But the repetition is done in a smart way. Repetition in music, when done properly, serves a purpose. And this is one of those cases where it works. If the repetition ever felt monotonous, if it ever felt like, okay, this is being dragged out too long, it would be a problem. But this album comes in at about 40 minutes. It's got over 15 tracks on here. So really in the grand scheme of things, it's still a tight album. And I love that you can float from being, you know, kind of getting lost in space to kind of like bopping your head to like, you know, a scene at a party type of deal. Like, I love the storytelling element that's incorporated in this. And it makes me really want to check out Houston too as well. Because I feel like there's a unique atmosphere there that she captures. And even though I'm not familiar with it, this music made it familiar for me. So yeah, it's absolutely got to have it. Nice. I'm going to go a little lower. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm going to give this one a download it. I think if you are into ambient music and experimental, like, you know, kind of like you are, John, and with your background in electronic music, you know, I think this is definitely something that you can groove to and get into. Uh, For me, I just, you know, when I first listened to it, I kind of had it on the background. I was like, okay, like nothing really stood out to me in that regard, just because everything flowed so seamlessly with each other. It just felt like one experience. And to me, I didn't find anything that memorable in that in that regard like I appreciate the production value production sounds great I just wish there was something that dug me in deeper and I gave it a couple listens too and I just kind of felt the same way just you know like typically with the ambient albums there's always like that one track that really pulls you in and like this is it and like I feel like this had not many moments like that for me it just kind of all felt like the same song in some regards so while it is enjoyable and I do appreciate the production and the style she's going for, and it's a huge risk, you know, coming from, you know, someone who has to step in her sister's footsteps in some way. I think she clearly separates herself from that type of music and whatever she comes out with next will be really cool. So. All right. Good stuff. You know what I'm jealous of, Adam? I wish I could have a really cool first name like that. It wouldn't be awesome, like, to have a name like Solange or Beyonce. I couldn't imagine just, like, growing up, though, and having people mispronounce it, though. Yeah, but to be fair, it's, like, almost kind of predetermining your destiny that you're going to be, like, this popular uh, pop singer or R&B singer. Have a weird name, be famous. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just means that you're destined for big things, right? At, th- at least that's how I take it. I mean, I mean there's a lot of generic pop names and celebrity names out there like ed again yeah <laughs> or, or uh i'm thinking who's uh john wayne right he's a he's a guy <laughs> why'd you pick john wayne i don't i couldn't think of anyone with a john name a celebrity begins with a that has john go uh well elton john but that that's yeah. his last name john mulaney john there legend there john uh let's see John Paul Jones. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, that, that's true too. Yeah, but but still, I feel like that first name 
you could just you could just have that first name and that's it you know which i think is so cool that some people get to have that between like famous pop singers and brazilian soccer players i'm jealous of the fact that they can just go by one name please mr post malone is my father call me post malone <laughs> all right sir well hey um i don't want to spend too much time here at the end of the show because i've really downed this coffee quite a bit and i i know we already talked about something sad but i need to talk about this okay so keith flint of the prodigy Mm. had passed away uh at least it was announced yesterday Uh, i think supposedly it is suicide i don't know if that's confirmed as of this recording but last time I checked, that's what it was believed at mm. the age of 49. Oh, it's terrible. Now, Keith Flint was the frontman for The Prodigy. And for me, The Prodigy was kind of like a gateway electronic artist for a lot of the music that I would listen to today. Listening to The Fat of the Land back when I was growing up, let's see, came out in the late 90s. So I'm really going to age myself here high school and all that that album meant a lot of to me it was a revelation it was really kind of something that opened up my eyes and really brought to the forefront that like oh there here's something really interesting and different that music can do and it just gets you pumped up and it's just got this great groove one after it's another. very aggressive yes it's almost like punk meets electronic music and this is just such a shame to hear i know that they were going to be coming here soon to the u.s i think they were even coming to jacksonville in florida here to play on a tour and everything so this is this this hit me harder than i thought i it was a very very important band for me growing up in a band that i feel like yes i probably don't listen to them as much now really served an importance for me and I think they pave the pathway too for a lot of electronic artists these you know these days. Yeah, it's just it's heartbreaking to hear. So I wanted to give my you know thoughts and prayers obviously to to his loved ones and his friends. We definitely lost a quality mu- musician. It's just yeah that that was that was not what I was expecting to hear. Yeah, not what I was expecting to hear. So um, yeah, so I wanted to. Give my respects to him because, yeah, that that music meant a lot to me growing up. So, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> how do I follow that one? Um, we're going to be <laughs> back Thursday with a new episode, and we're going to be talking about Weezer's Black Album. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Black Album. And um, <laughs> for those of you... You're, you're, uh, you're holding back your criticism already. <laughs> for those I of you keeping count, this is episode 68 and we will be on episode 69 next week, so we'll toss in a couple other... Is, is that meme still funny anymore? What meme? 69? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. Is it? Okay, all the, all the kids are bopping to it or whatever. <laughs> bopping to it. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> it's so lit, so lit. But we have another couple surprises on Thursday that we are very excited to talk about. So you can keep up with us at g4dpodcast.com, where you can also download all of our episodes. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter g4d podcast and we are on itunes stitcher and google music <sighs> i'm sorry to like make it such a downer there at the end sir i it's apologize all good. We figure it out, i i just wanted to give my respect that that was like 
Heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. Oh, it's very, terrible. Very, very tough to hear that, you know. And obviously, if there's anybody out there who's going through, you know, just going through a lot or going through some really tough times, like obviously, you know, reach out, reach out. You are definitely loved. And there's been an outpouring of love for Keith and everything that he's done for music. So, Amen. And just know you are loved here yes. on G4D. Yes. Yes. We, we love all of you and we love hearing from everybody. We love hearing all the music suggestions and we love hearing reviews too as well which i think adam we got another review didn't we oh we sure do oh boy i'm so excited i hope it is five stars oh it sure is please tell me it's five stars this is from our good friend spike spiegel three two one called the best music podcast wow i really enjoyed the chemistry of the two hosts they offered delight detailed insight on what makes a quality album their criticisms are fair and entertaining all while being hopped he, up on he, coffee he put that too. Part in there. Don't miss this podcast. These guys are destined to be something big. Wow. Thanks, Spike. Spike, we love you, buddy. You are our fan of the episode. Wherever you are in this world, we appreciate you. Pr- probably on Mars, because th- th- that's where Spike Spiegel's from. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting nerdy with the anime reference. Oh, look at yeah. that. Yeah. You that's, might um, actually like Cowboy Bebop. I was, I was, aren't they remaking that? Yeah, I think on Netflix. Mm. So. I heard Scarlett Johansson is playing all the roles. <laughs> oh. It's a very ambitious project for her. Nobody else has made that joke, Adam. <laughs> no? Nobody else. No one? <laughs> Christian Bale, maybe, he's going to play everyone? <laughs> You're so original. Buddy. I am so original. Please <laughs> tell me how original I am. <laughs> well, we love all you beautiful people out there. Really look forward to the next episode. I think it's going to be a doozy. So... <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned and stay caffeinated next time here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. I got my half pipe. Look like Buddy Holly. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at g4dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.